All right, so I'm just going to cover MMA here for a little bit. I'm just going to hand out some awards for 2020. Um, we're going to start with the event of the year, which in my opinion is UFC 249. Um, for those of you that don't know, that was actually the event that brought American sports back, period. Um, MMA was actually the first sport back, the UFC, the first organization, and the first show they put on was May 9th at the Star Memorial Arena in Jacksonville. Um, the card was absolutely loaded. I mean, when you have names like Anthony Pettis and Donald Cerrone on the prelims, you know, it's a good card. Of course, the main card delivered with Francis Ngannou knocking out Jairzinho Rosenstroik in about 30 seconds, probably less than that, more like 20. Um, Henry Cejudo defending his Bantamweight title against Dominic Cruz. And, of course, the main event seeing Justin Gaethje halt Tony Ferguson's 12-fight win streak in absolutely dominating fashion. Um, the submission of the year was kind of tough. But I'm actually going to go with Jimmy Flick over Cody Durden uh, in December. I don't remember the date. I believe it was the 19th, but it was a flying triangle, which is extremely rare. I mean, those are the kind of things we've seen Brian Ortega pull off in open workouts and things like that. So definitely an impressive feat there. Knockout of the year, I feel like it's pretty obvious. It was Joaquin Buckley over Impa Kasang and I, the spinning back kick to the head. Just absolutely ridiculous. You don't see that very often. Only the fourth spinning back kick to the head in UFC history, or spinning back kick knockout, I should say. Um, and Kasang and I was out cold, an undefeated prospect going into Kasang and I was 8 0. And Buckley was actually coming off a loss, which for some reason a lot of people have forgotten about, to Kevin Holland, who we'll get to a little bit later. Um, moving on to the female fighter of the year, this one was a little bit tough. Um, you didn't really have any prospects. Really breaking through. I mean, you had Mackenzie Dern going 3-0 this year, but it's not like she beat any top flight competition. I mean, her biggest win was against Vina Janjadova, who's not a top-notch prospect right now. or not a top-notch contender. Um, Yan Zhao Nan kind of broke through, but she only had one fight. So you kind of leave it up to the champions. And between the champions, Zhang Weili, Amanda Nunes, and Valentina Shevchenko, Valentina was the only one that fought twice. So we are going to go ahead and give it to her for the female fighter of the year. As far as the males go, it's a little more competitive. You had Jan Blahovich breaking through, knocking out Corey Anderson and Dominic Reyes to become the light heavyweight champion. Um, but it really came down to me between Davison Figueredo and Kevin Holland. And I'm going to give the edge to Kevin Holland. Figueredo did have a phenomenal year going 4-0 this year, beating Joseph Benavides twice running through Alex Perez, and he did have the draw with Brandon Moreno in a title fight, but that was an absolutely insane fight. Definitely a contender for fight of the year, which we'll get to in a moment, but I'm giving the edge to Holland. He went 5-0 and this year, and those five wins came in a span of seven months, which is just absolutely ridiculous. He really took advantage of the whole COVID situation with fights falling out left and right, and he was stepping up constantly. He was actually in a main event with Jack Hermanson, but Holland actually did get covid and that was when Marvin Vittori stepped in. But Kevin Holland, 5-0, and of course, finishing the year with a knockout over Jacare off his back, which was just absolutely ridiculous. So Kevin Holland wins the male fighter of the year for me. And the last one is the fight of the year, which, like I said, came down to Figueredo and Moreno or Zhang Weili and Ioana Jacek, and I have to give it to the women here. That was actually the last event of the year with fans. Um, back on March 7th, and that fight was absolutely insane. Easily the best fight in the women's divisions ever, and arguably up there with the greatest fights, period. 
Both women looked like they got hit by a truck when the fight was over. Of course, Joanna's hematoma on her head looked like she had VR goggles like in her head or something. I mean, it was ridiculous. Both women just constantly throwing back and forth. And I definitely think that fight has to be credited with fight of the year. Um, I do want to give a little look to the first quarter of 2021 as well. Of course, everybody knows what's going to be coming up in January, which is Conor McGregor's return against Dustin Poirier. Of course, the rematch they fought back in 2014 in September when Conor knocked out Poirier in less than a round. It's going to go much different this time. Of course, both were down a weight class back then. Both seem to be in the best shape of their lives now. And Poirier is a much better fighter than he was back then. Much more well-rounded, much more durable. And I definitely think this is going to be a lot different than the first meeting. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if either man won. It's going to be such a crazy fight. And I think the winner of this is going to be fighting for the title next. Looking ahead to February the 13th, uh, you have UFC 258, which is going to be headlined. Actually just announced a few minutes ago, um, Kamara Usman and Gilbert Burns have verbally agreed to a fight for the welterweight belt at UFC 258. UFC 259, you have two title fights official, which is um, the co-main event, Amanda Nunes, putting her featherweight belt on the line against Megan Anderson. This is the second time she's defended her featherweight title. Yet to see what she's going to do with Bantamweight yet, but she's kind of cleaned out the division. Um, and then the main event, of course, is the super fight between Jan Blahovich and Israel Adesanya. Israel is, of course, the middleweight champ. Moving up to fight Blahovich, light heavyweight champ. Israel looking to become a double champ. That would be the fifth simultaneous, or I'm sorry, fourth simultaneous champion in UFC history. Uh, of course, behind Connor, DC, and Amanda Nunes. Um, so definitely, I'm sorry, the, it was the fifth. I'm sorry, I left out Henry Cejudo. Okay, so Henry Cejudo, got to throw him in the mix. Um, and then, of course, you have title fights that are speculated but not official. Um, Piotr Jan and Aljamain Sterling were supposed to fight in February. Um, but Jan had some personal issues. We don't know exactly what's going on there, but that's going to be rebooked for the first quarter. Um, Alexander Volkanovsky putting his featherweight title on the line against Brian Ortega. Um, we know that fight's going to be put together here soon. As a matter of when, it's just, you know, it's to be determined right now, but that fight going to be coming together here soon. Zhang Wei Li going to be putting her title on the line soon. Um, hopefully it's going to be Rose Namajunas. It's not official, and there's been some speculation on whether, whether Rose wants to fight for the belt or not. If it's not her, it would likely be Carla Esparza, but either way, Zhang Wei Li probably going to be putting her title on the line in the spring. And, of course, the big one that everybody really wants, and we're going to get – I'm expecting an announcement in the next couple weeks, is Stipe Miocic, of course, the greatest heavyweight of all time, rematching Francis Ngannou, which, of course, we saw how the first fight went. Stipe beat him – I believe the scorecards were 50-44, 50-43 across the boards. I mean, Stipe absolutely dominated Francis. But since then and since that abomination that was Francis Ngannou versus Derek Lewis, Ngannou's coming on, coming off four straight or three straight first-round knockouts, um, a couple of them in under a minute. Uh, he's beat legends like Cain Velasquez, Junior Dos Santos, and, of course, just ran through Jairzinho Rosenstroik. And, of course, we have the subplot for that fight as well which the winner, according to Dana White, is going to defend the belt against John Jones. Of course, the former light heavyweight champion, widely regarded as the greatest fighter ever, going to be moving up to heavyweight, and he will get the winner of that fight, which is just 
insane. I couldn't, I can't wait to see him face either. Whoever wins that fight is going to be an interesting matchup. I mean, you got Francis and Ghanu's power who, by the way, that power is literally equivalent to a Ford Escort hitting you at full speed. That is the equivalent of Francis and Ghanu's punch. And then you got Stipe Miocic, of course, um, a division two collegiate wrestler. Like I said, the greatest heavyweight of all time. The only heavyweight with three title defenses. He's beat Daniel Cormier twice, knocked out Fabrizio Verdum, Junior Dos Santos, Alistair Overeem, and of course won the first fight with Francis. So either matchup is definitely going to be tough for Jones, and I'm excited to see him at heavyweight. Uh, but yeah, as far as MMA goes, I mean, that's kind of a quick rundown. There's so much that I had to cram into this short period of time. I got, but I got one question for you. Okay. What is your whole like aspect on like, the Paul Brothers? Like the Floyd Mayweather, that kind of stuff. That's a freak show. This is the state of boxing right now that you have the greatest boxer of all time, arguably, definitely the greatest fighter of this generation, Floyd Mayweather, taking on a YouTube star who's what, two and oh, three and something oh, like oh, that. And one, one. I oh, mean, and one, one. oh, he's fighting Logan Paul. That's right. Yeah, he ain't fighting one. Jake. My God. I mean, this is the state of boxing right now where you have a YouTube star take. I mean, at least when Floyd fought Connor, at least Connor's an accomplished fighter. Like Connor is a fighter who like constantly trains. He's a world champion in a different discipline, but Logan Paul is an internet celebrity who threatened Antonio Brown to a fight. Exactly. Taking on the greatest boxer of this generation who not even lifelong boxers have been able to touch. I mean, Floyd's beat Manny Pacquiao. He beat Connor. He's beat Canelo Alvarez. You expect Logan Paul to compete with that. This dude is a YouTube guy. Like, and who is a Jake fighting? Jake's fighting some guy in March. I'm yeah. not even sure, honestly. Yeah. I really don't keep track of him. It, it, just I don't know stuff like like if he if it's celebrities taking on other celebrities, I get it. But for a celebrity to be going in there against the greatest boxer arguably ever, I mean Floyd's fifty and zero. No one's beat him. No one's been able to touch this guy. And you expect Logan Paul to go in there and beat him, like? Don't get him lots of views, though. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> that's I what honestly, he's doing it for. <laughs> I honestly hope. I hope to God, and I normally don't say this, but for Logan Paul's sake, I hope this is a fixed fight because if it's not, he's he could get seriously, seriously hurt here. I mean, Floyd Mayweather is the greatest in the world at what he does, at beating people's asses. So, if this is not fixed or there's not some kind of rule set, kind of like the Mike Tyson fight, like. This could, yeah. this could not be good. I mean, this could have serious repercussions on Logan Paul for the rest of his life if they don't protect him the right way, because he could get seriously hurt. I mean, he's call he's calling out Connor too. Connor would whoop his ass too. Now Jake Jake called out Connor. Yeah, and then he, Jake did. Yeah, he's. I think it's got to be like, I don't know. There's no way. And yeah, and then he, him and he trained at Mayweather's gym. He oh. rolls up on Connor's teammate Dylan Danis, throws toilet paper at him, and then runs. You can't do that. If you're challenging these people to fights, you can't jump them and run. That is the most disrespectful thing you can do. But I'm going to have to call it a day here, guys. I'm not sure if Avery and Ethan are going to have any other thoughts, but I'm going to have to call it a day, guys. So.